Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that knows it is okay to go a little mad sometimes my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're going mad 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 for the seventh time as we descend into the mouth of march madness and we kick things off with our 2023 selection episode <laughs> and whether you've rocked a side ponytail or not you can listen into our show simply search for nightmare junkhead wherever podcasts are played hit subscribe and when we drop our latest episode it will download directly to your listening device of choice all up in your show me your nuts hole man oh man and you can actually find us going nuts out on social media uh we are you can follow us on twitter and nightmare junk and on Facebook, at Nightmare Junkhead, and it is on the Book of Face. We will not see our nuts, but you will see an events tab, which leads to <laughs> shenanigans. And into the mouth of March Madness shenanigans. And as this episode is going to be releasing on Friday, March 3rd, if you find yourself in the Kansas City area, head on over to screenland.com, where you will find they will have your just standard shenanigans taken care of indoors and virtually. And on the Friday, this episode releases Genius, Mm -hmm. our latest Friday Night Fright, a film that launched this very podcast. You know, it's kind of like fortuitous that the week of March Madness starts is the week that the very first episode we talked horror begins. We wouldn't be doing Into the Mouth of March Madness. If we had not come together, mm-hmm. if not for Tim offering up this show and talking a film that at that point for me was probably outside my realm of comfort because it was new horror. Yeah. And it got me to discipline and more than anything, solidified our friendship. So there's a lot going on with Starry Eyes. Starry Eyes. And it's a dope movie. And that's just it. It combines body horror mm-hmm. with an amazing score, mm-hmm. an amazing uh uh, performance by Alex Esso. A great performance by Alex Esso. Um, great, again, great music. It's about a cult. It's Satanism. Oh, it's Satan. it's all that good stuff. All that good stuff. And then some. And then some. But actually, then looking forward to next Friday Night's Fright on uh, March 10th, another film, actually. That means uh, a lot to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did cover it on the main feed. Yeah. Uh, and it's a movie that Made me, you know, deal and really face a lot of my depression and my demons. Uh, we're going to be taking in Karin Kusama's The Invitation. That movie is a really good movie. And I remember you, like, when I first saw it, you were worried if you hyped it up too much because you're like, man, this movie is a, a very powerful and important movie. And I was like, God damn, this movie is great. It's very, it's a very taut thriller. And it takes a dark turn whenever John Carroll Lynch shows up. 
Whenever John Carolyn shows up in anything, you know shit's about to get real. And when he shows up, shit gets real. <laughs> There's so much anxiety and dread dripping throughout that film. And like passive aggressive hatred. Oh. Just so well, and much. There's a moment where Evie says something, and it it broke me that time where I just started sobbing. And every subsequent time I've watched it, I just feel so much empathy for that character. Yeah. At that moment. Yeah, there is a lot going on with the invitation. But then, and thankfully, uh, we've been able to look forward here. Uh, then on the 17th of March, another film... That is near and dear to us. Mm-hmm. Another film that we've covered on the main feed. And another one that actually participated in the very first Into the Mouth of March Madness yes. tournament. Uh, we've got Catherine Bigelow's Near Dark. I hate, make sure you're shaved. <laughs> <laughs> Paxton demands nothing less. Man, I remember I didn't watch it from front to back the first time. I was at my aunt's house. She had Cinemax, and I started watching right at the point where Bill Paxton was starting to fall apart and tearing into the semi truck. Yeah, Jacob, uh, you know, buckle your fucking seatbelt like that part. And I'm like, holy shit, what is what this? What is this? And then Bishop and Vasquez, an aliens reunion. And I was like, what is this film? So <laughs> right? I had to backtrack through TV Guide. But if you have not seen Near Dark, it is f- amazing. Please c- and Jack Death. Surprise, Tim Thomerson. It's Jack Death. It's unreal. Tangerine Dream does the score. And let me just say this. Ideally, if we can get enough people to purchase tickets, and we might theater be... Theater One. And that's where we need to experience oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Well, then, looking forward then to uh, the Friday Night's Fright for the 24th Genius. I would like to see this movie in Theater One, too, because anytime we can see 50-foot leather-clad vampire Kate Beckinsale fighting lichens... I am down. I am what, down. Question, did you see this Fuck one? Fuck yeah, the- I saw it in the theater. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I saw the first two in the theater. Absolutely. And then when the Rod Mitchell one came out, I wanted to see the theater, but I wound up seeing something else, so I saw it on VHS. Fair enough. But then I didn't get a chance to see it. I haven't seen the new, new, new one, but no, yeah. And this is the one that launched a freaking franchise. Oh, yeah. That continues to inspire, and it's the most basic of concepts, werewolves versus vampires. In leather. In leather, in leather. And then closing out our Friday Night Fright slate in March, no leather involved, but a lot of moral complexities, telekinesis, mm-hmm. and um, just some of the all-time great performances, and it's, it's Stephen King. And oh, yeah. We're going to be talking a lot of Stephen King this month. It's like so weird to see John Travolta. <laughs> uh, we've got Brian De Palma's Carrie closing out March. Mm, that is a good movie. Fucking um, Piper Laurie's. Yes. Piper Laurie's performance is, is fucking haunting. She's and the fact that she thought she was doing a comedy. Well, and even, spoiler alert, the comeuppance of that character as great. well is pretty it's gnarly. Great. No. That is a genuinely, and the, just the Palma charm, just a sprinkle of it. When Palma well, do, does horror, he does it really the well. Palma charm? Don't you mean like sleaze? Yeah, the Palma has sleaze, no charm. It's sleaze, sleaze. I should say Our film, the De Palma film, the, opens, the filth. It opens with the shower scene. With the shower scene. Yeah, that's not charm is the bad word, <laughs> but the the whole like the 
de Palma flavor. Yeah, the aesthetic. The aesthetic. The auteur is done theory. quite well. Yes, it is. No. And plus a good carnage scene. I love a good carnage scene. It's always good. It's always good. Now, yeah, that is the slate of all of our Friday Night Frights here <laughs> in the month of March because we've already recorded a majority of the episodes yeah. in advance. So if you want to know, if you're like, oh, I wonder what this is Friday Night Friday is. Refer back to this episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, it's like in the Choose Your Own Adventure. You died. Go back to the beginning. Keep, but your, keep thumb. your thumb. Keep the thumb on keep it. Keep your thumb on this one. Now, that being said, keeping your thumb on the weekend of March 3rd, I mistakenly said in last week's episode, not only were we not going to be getting blush and bashful during that weekend with the screening of Steel Magnolias, it wasn't that weekend. It's like later on. It's actually this weekend. Yeah. So that's Saturday, which I still won't be able to attend. Please be out there for that screening of Steel Magnolias. You cannot go wrong. Now, a classic film that's an I've seen that for me, and one that actually, again, I've listened to a podcast about, but is it an I've seen that for you, Casablanca? Yeah, it's an I've seen that. Okay. But I've, I can... I've seen enough parodies. Sure. I've seen enough cartoon versions mm-hmm. of that I know the gist of it. You know, I know that Peter Laurie, he he's in it and he does creepy things. You know, so like, and I know the whole like a kiss is just a kiss, a smile is just a smile, and I know the whole like here's looking at you, you know that all that stuff. You, you know, yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, so I can tell you all that. Well, there, now is your chance, genius, but a movie that I did actually see in the theater, in fact, saw it at the Tivoli. Ooh! Exactly. Put my pinky up on this one. Pinky and international. Uh, one that actually, and if you show up early, the Simpsons portion of it will be part of the pre-show, Run Lola Run. Oh, yeah. You know, that's an I've seen that. I want to see it, because I know it. I Basically, it's like if a multiverses Certainly. and video game aesthetics, and I'm all about that shit. It's it's fun, it's exhausting, it's creative, and it was very memorable in the theater. So this is your chance to go in and check it out. Now, of course, if you're not in the Kansas City area and you're digging uh, what we're talking about here with Screenland, because they are very much a local mom-and-pop shop here in the Kansas City area. That Louis Armstrong fucked me up. <laughs> you got to prepare yourself for that. Yeah. Like, Can't you do know. any surprise Louis Armstrong. No. Like, the name, like, the next thing Scatman Crow is like, waiting for you, Doc, right? Wait till they get to Dodd territory. Now take it easy, Jonathan. Not yet. We don't want to put too much pressure on him. You've got too many characters that actually, instead of Dr. Pepper, you should have a, like some hot tea with some right? honey. Like you got to prep yourself, my friend. Now, uh, preparing to give to Screenland is very easy. Uh, go to ScreenlandOnline.com where you can rent a number of films from them directly or even better, become a member of their film family by heading over to Patreon.com slash Screenland where, amongst the many perks... Genius and I contribute to a little monthly watch party called the Shutter Shoutout, mm-hmm. of which technically here... There'll be two in March. You will receive two, of which we will be uh, taking and watching two double features, uh, booking in the first couple of weeks of March. You're going to hear and watch... Uh, <laughs> Wounded Fun and... Uh, Just speak no evil. Do no Don't evil. Even do Don't even do it. <laughs> do no evil, speak no evil. Do no evil. We're going to do no evil. It is Speak No Evil. We're going to get stoned and do this. And a wounded fawn. (laughs) We're going to get Greekly stoned. We're going to eat some oikos. We're going to, like. Oh, God. We're going to get our rocks off watching this movie. There's a lot of weirdness happening (laughs) with the wounded fawn because I have seen it. Now, that being said, 
first time viewing for you on that one. And then we're both going to be watching uh, Speak No Evil for the first time as well. <laughs> both films are streaming on Shutter, but by joining the film family, you're going to have access to a customized pre-show, video introduction with Genius and myself, vintage trailer wheel, which again... You gave away what it basically is last week. <laughs> and of course... My mistake. Post-film discussion where we are going to be processing both films. So if that sounds like an, something of interest, head on over to patreon.com slash screenland. But genius, I'm talking Patreon and film family. Hey, bellies. We also have our own collection of folks that are gathering at Patreon. Madness is set in, man. Well, honestly, <laughs> to offset some of the madness, may we recommend imbibing a little bit of the uh, Colombian marching powder because mm-hmm. all of those in our I've seen that and above tier are going to have our thoughts mm-hmm. on Cocaine Bear. Yes, yes. Which, if you haven't had a chance to see it... Go see it. Go see it and have fun. And I talked about my journey mm-hmm. with that movie. What a journey, too. <laughs> based on assumptions from the trailer to actually seeing it with an incredible crowd, that is definitely one... The communal experience matters, mm-hmm. whether you have a howler in the house or not. <laughs> and you don't just get multiple opinions on this movie from us. We have, like, not pseudo-guests, but... <laughs> Let's just say we definitely try to see the demographics from mm-hmm. the younger audience... To the older folks. A lot of fun was had. Now, if that sounds like something you'd be interested in checking out, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead, where... Not only do you have access to that, you have access to the Shutter shout-out content, mm-hmm. all sorts of good stuff. But more importantly, and staying on topic, mm-hmm. one of the good things about making sure that you're the pally is they make sure that you have access to all the accouchements. Oh, you know what they had access to, Genius? Mm. They had access very early on this week to the bracket mm-hmm. because A without... without I, oh. Yeah, without the bracket. How are you going to play along? And... Play along we are for the seventh year Genius McGee. We are going into the mouth of March Madness. Straight up madness. And we have felt the effects of the madness. One step beyond. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. To the point where I think you actually said, you know, we take the, the, the month off on the maid feed. Why don't we maybe take us? There's a lot of stuff <laughs> going of, on. There's a lot of stuff. And we always forget how much work <laughs> goes in to the mouth of March Madness. Right? And that, that's not including Friday Night Frights. No, not at all. No. And also, <laughs> life. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff that we have to do to continue to do this thing. I forgot a lot of new kitty factors into Miss Mears March Madness. Frankie, where are you at, buddy? And Frankie has already made his presence felt on the show so it's appropriate this is his first into the mouth of march madness and he's contributing to the madness if this happens to be your first into the mouth of march madness Mm -hmm. welcome welcome to the man welcome to the shit show i mean that in the most loving way possible well you know what some people are actually kind enough to say this is my favorite time of the year Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of it stems from the fact that we stay true to ourselves by genuinely keeping a lot of joy yeah. on these films. We're celebrating movies. We're bringing in other people. And we're finding first-time movies. Oh, we're yes. we're experiencing old favorites and seeing new movies in a totally new light. It's, it's really very cool and, and fun to do. Seven years ago, we got a half 
brained idea mm-hmm. to put together a March Madness style bracket. We still have to finish our Vestron and Canon Madness. We finished Canon, didn't oh we? No, no, of course we didn't. Or did we do? Because no, we I didn't. Doubt finish. We did. I doubt we did. That is Nerds and Nostalgia Days before Tapcade, before it was a live show. Mm-hmm. That is the seeds of Into the Mouth of March Madness. So we've learned so much since then. Because if you go back to that first year. Into the Mouth of March Madness, into the March of April Madness, into the March of Early May Madness. Oh, I think we went late May, yeah. possibly. We had no idea what we were doing. No, we, we bit off way more than we could chew at the beginning. But what we realized, though. That we could chew it. And it was fun. Yeah, and it, it was, was tasty. So it was a good chew. It was like, oh, it was like when you played Chubby Bunny, you know, where you throw a whole shitload of marshmallows in your mouth. Like, oh, that's Ooh. fucking dope. This is great. But you know what? I think I would enjoy this a little bit more instead of taking a giant bite. What if I pace our, myself and enjoy the marshmallows? Moderation. Right. Goes a long way. Especially with Chubby Bunny. And when we decided the whole idea would be to celebrate films that are celebrating 10-year anniversaries Mm -hmm. all the way back to 40 years. Mm -hmm. And then the the biggest issue was realizing that realistically, we probably need to just focus on like eight movies from each era. Because throwing it out there, especially when we first did it seven years ago... There's and, and still to this year, there's a lot of choices. Oh. And so it would have been easy for us to say, okay, let's do 10 versus 10, you know, and we'd still have decisions to make, and it would just be a lot more work on us. Well, and that's just it. March Madness itself takes in 64 teams, mm-hmm. and there's a number, a number of other podcasts, website, and blogs that do March Madness, and they do 64 movies, but a lot of them won't do what we do in terms of the breakdown and the talking of it. Mm-hmm. Or if they do... Cool. More, yeah, more power to yeah, you. Yeah, if you do, if you do 10, oh, 12 movies goodness. a day, my, my salute to Holy you, my hat's kid. off. My <laughs> that's a hero. I, uh, tell me what it's like to be a professional podcaster for then that's all you do. Because I want to know how. Because it is hard enough yeah. with the eight films. Yes. And then like you said, what from the first time that we did it to this time, we then experienced... The programming remorse mm-hmm. and oh snap! And still, every year we're still like, man, this should have been there, and that should have been there. But you know what? It's our show, damn it! And we stuck with our guns. Well, but we also what we have developed in over seven years is that this episode is not only revealing the topic bracket, the bracket topics, the matchups, but it's also apology for ones that we leave out. It's a mea culpa episode. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Our chance to give a little love. It's because there are some buyer's remorse, especially oh. when things that we've done, and it came especially with this year when, like, okay, I haven't seen that movie, and then, like, that should have been on the list. Oh, yeah. It could have been in this bracket versus this one, but we already logged it in, Here. you know, and that's happened a few times. My One of the biggest remorse I have is from um, 2021's tournament, where in 1981, we could have had a bracket topic called What About Bob? And the matchup would have been Possession. And House by the Cemetery. Oh. Well, you know where my vote would have gone anyway. You know where my vote would have gone. <laughs> where would to we have the cover gone? of the old bingo. <laughs> now, we got to talk about that's one of the rules that we have in the bracket well, topics. Where this is our... This is, for those of you who have been on this ride before, this is our reveal episode. But for those of you who are first time, this is our reveal and let's learn the rules episode. This is the first level of the video game. This this is, yeah, push A if you would like to explore your inventory. Right, you know, press B to attack. 
and you are a video gamer, you know mm-hmm. how important these tutorials are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what we have done is we have taken in 32 films from the last 40 years, put them in a March Madness style bracket, and then we break them down by matchups. Mm-hmm. But we just don't just say, well, this movie's better than the other one, this so that one, one goes. Yeah, there we go. That, that, that's done. No, we have two, well, 2.5 criteria. Because first, there's the, they have to match one thing and then debate against that topic. We will always have two bits of criteria to see which film will advance into it. And one of the biggest things that we've also built upon, showing your work. Mm-hmm. And that is from that's the crucial. Brackets, the that's bracket, crucial. Yes, the brackets that you're submitting... There's a little comment bar that you can tell us how you know your winner gets there. But for us, it's then ideally making it something that is worth going mad for. Right. Because when you're pitting some of your favorite films against each other, sometimes, multiple times, our favorite film doesn't make it. Gets knocked out. uh, (laughs) Do you remember the very first year? You know what? Much love to Sam Raimi. Because like he has a very bad track record, track record in March Madness, and we love Sam Raimi love to Sam death. Raimi. Love Sam Raimi, even his non horror stuff. I love, but he does not make it very far. I don't know what goes on, why, but you know what? Again, all things are subject to change because mm-hmm. depending on the day, oh, depending yeah. on our mood, depending on whatever, it can really sway things. And there's stuff where like, ah, uh, there's been times where I've flipped a coin. Because, like, I can't decide, and we're already recording, so. It's very tough, but thankfully, seven years in, we've established a little bit better order. Mm-hmm. We know what to do when we have tiebreakers. We've got... And we, and we don't do it alone. Oh, no. We, are you, we don't even have to go there yet. I don't know how your voice is after all that, but no. We've got <laughs> contingencies for contingencies right. nowadays, but more than anything... As you said, it's a chance to see a lot of the films for the first time, mm-hmm. revisit classics, but to just celebrate all of these films that are reaching all of these milestones. Yeah, and we figured the 10-year increments is when it finally, spe- when movies have legs. Yeah. You know? Well, I guess let's go ahead and go all the way back 40 years to the year of 1983, which mm-hmm. I was all of seven years old, Genius McGee. And I can tell you this, 1983 for me was like a banner year for cinema and a banner year for movie experiences because I was able to take in, going to get regional, at the Glenwood Theater. Ooh! Revenge, shit, revenge, return of the Jedi. Revenge of the Jedi, the original working Didn't title. Get that cut. Right? <laughs> but for we've talked about it a lot. And you, and you never will. <laughs> Damn you, George Lucas. Just give us the original cuts, please. Please. And but the, the the Glenwood Theater, man, that was the place to see movies. I even got I got a program. Yeah. That's like the I, fancy place. Like I was five, and I still remember going to see some of these because some of these that we saw in the I saw in the theater, and I remember like, "Ooh, bad dog!" Right? But <laughs> spoilers. But like, <laughs> like Glenwood was the fancy one. That's really where was. the one where they had like movie events where they brought in this like meet Ernest Borgnine, right? And so like, <laughs> and they had like the big candelabras, oh, yeah. like in old 40s. It was the Kansas City version of Mans. It was so fancy. And mm-hmm. I just remember 
distinctly standing in line with my mom, program in hand, so excited. And by the time the John Williams music hits, uh, they had this uh, kind of like, uh, how do you call that seating when it's just elevated? Stadium. Yeah. Everything worked, man. And it was just magical. And it's a reminder of why I love the communal experience, mm-hmm. that theatrical experience. So 83, I think, really planted a seed for me of why I love being in the theater. Oh, they, I, yeah, they had that really high stadium seating. Oh, it, was un- it was magical. It was just like boom, 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 where your feet were basically the other person's top of the head. It was pretty high. It was dope. Two years later, I'd watch Rambo, First Blood Part Two in that theater. Yeah, I saw Last of the Mohicans in that oh. theater. And um, there was a couple of other movies, but every time you wanted to go see somewhere fancy, is the Glenwood. It hit. It hit. So needless to say, in 1983, we got a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what we got a lot of in 1983, Genius McGee? Hmm. In fact, you know what we get a lot of throughout the tournament? Well, uh, I hope you're ready for uh, someone to get the hell scared out of them. Because we're going to march madness you. This bracket called me an asshole. <laughs> Uh, Stephen King, the 70s, early 80s was really when he started. Hitting his stride. And was the king of horror. Mm-hmm. The king of literature. He was that guy. You would see his books. He was starting his reign because he still is. Oh, oh, yeah. Everything we're saying about how he was and all that, he's he still, still to this day. He is he's the king. He's royalty. Mm-hmm. He, around Mount Rushmore of horror, like oh. him, Alfred Hitchcock, Edgar Allan Poe. But the best part, though, was in the early 80s, he, he still didn't have any fashion sense, and he still had that unibrow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not convinced. Professional bumpkin. It's that unibrow is his power. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the thicker Samson. it is, the scarier the novel is. Needless to say, we got a lot of adaptations of King's work. So much, in fact... That our first matchup and our first bracket topic brings in uh, some heavy hitters here. Oh, and also a shout out to one of our uh, nerdoweens. That's right, kids. It's time. It's time for the King of Killer Nouns. King of Killer Nouns, as we have going up against each other, we have John Carpenter's Christine going up against Louis Teague's Cujo. Mm, yeah, I remember seeing Cujo in the theater and going, that's not a nice doggy. You saw that in the theater. I just remember snippets of oh it. Oh, my Very, goodness. very few that snippets. Has, that has to be traumatizing. Yeah, I, that's, I still love St. Bernard's because I also saw Beethoven in the theater. <laughs> so it kind of like balanced, balanced it. it out. And again, I've and I've always, and I'll go the bat. I felt bad for the doggy. It's not the doggy's fault. I didn't see that in the theater. I didn't see Christine in the theater, but I have seen them since. And I'm... I'm actually now looking forward more than ever to the conversation about that first time with Cujo. That is going to be a lot of fun. Now, not only in 1983 did we get a lot of Stephen King genius, you know what we got a lot of also? Novelty shtick. Oh, man. So much shtick. So much novelty. So much it's coming off the screen. So much so, you might say it's in uh, 3D. Mm-hmm. So, 3 of course, is the magic number. In 3D. And our next matchup, we have Amityville 3D going up against Jaws 3D. Mm-hmm. There's no way we could have not had a 3D matchup. In oh, no, no, no. If we can do a 3D matchup, we're going to do a 3D matchup. <laughs> and both of these films, so I will say this. I am pretty sure 
Amityville 3D, it might be a first-time watch for me because this is one I saw a lot of on HBO. Mm-hmm. But I know Jaws 3D we've seen because oh, we yeah. actually we did a commentary for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, I remember seeing this one in the theater with the glasses and everything. Oh, that, and that's just, this is before the advent of the, the James Cameron 3D. Mm-hmm. This is red. This is green. Yeah, because I was in kindergarten, and it was like still the red and blue ones, and it was just like... Oh, that shark is cool. Yeah, it's old school as old school gets. Oh. Now, that being said, our next matchup and our next bracket topic, and this one is going to be very interesting because mm-hmm. in 83, you really definitely had kind of the advent of home video, mm-hmm. of home box office in a way, Crazy Cats battling, uh, which led to then the overall awareness of said things. And the oh, this one's going to be a lot of fun because... The t- the the bracket topic itself is TV time, mm-hmm. and then the matchup is bringing two totally different things, but a whole bunch of masters, a whole lot of masters, a whole bunch of master filmmakers. We've got David Cronenberg's Videodrome going up against okay Steven Spielberg, uh huh, Jonathan Landis, George Miller, and Joe Dante going with Twilight Zone. The, the movie. movie. You want to see something really scary? Proto podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um. Didn't see either of these in the theater. No. But saw The Twilight Zone, again, a lot on HBO. Mm-hmm. A lot on HBO. But Videodrome, though, that one still packs a punch. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to getting back to it. And one we've actually, we've seen at Tapcade. We've seen at... We've hosted at yeah. Alamo. Okay. Yeah. We we always like to get weird with the new flesh. Zip. Anytime we can talk about Canadians and flesh, we're down. Zip. Oh, the over-under of the zips and the hoods being unzipped, it's its going to be up oh, there. Oh, Cronenberg. <laughs> Which leads us to our last matchup of 1983. Coitons for us. Coitons! Well, you know what? And, again, we got a lot of King. We got a lot of 3D. We still got a lot of slashers. Oh, it's still the 80s. It's still the 80s. You're, you're always going to get a few slashers in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. You better get a few slashers in the 1980s. And we've got an incredible matchup here as the bracket topic itself is Seasonal Slashers, mm-hmm. and the matchup itself, I know, is going to be a first-time viewing for you with one of them, and then another that is the very DNA of the show. Mm-hmm. We've done a commentary for it. We've got Sleepaway Camp going up against... Coitons! Coitons for you. Coitons! Uh, so our apologies ahead on the over-under. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of Coitons Of that, jokes. let's just blame Bugs Bunny for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> Right away. When in doubt, blame Looney Tunes. <laughs> That's the way it always works. Now, obviously... We can't have a mea culpa episode without a bunch of mea culpas because there's a lot of you guys right out there listening, yelling at the oh right now, going, "You dumb fucks! Where is this movie? Where is that movie? This is bullshit!" Ah, here's the thing: you are all absolutely correct. You're correct, 100 percent correct. And if we didn't skip your. If we put, didn't put your favorite horror movie. You are right. We are dumb fucks. And the problem is, though, it probably was on the tournament board at one time or another, we changed these. Yes. A lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> because it starts off, like a lot of things, it starts off with the punchline. Yep. What's the punchline? What's yeah. the joke? What's the bracket topic? What fits best? Okay, cool. This, this, this. This works better for that. I mean, again, there's a lot of like prep work into Madness. Well, and it's a shame because... Uh, there's right a lot of ones we missed that should have been on there. Well, let's... I mean, right now, someone that loves the Deadly Spawn yeah. are really upset. Mm-hmm. And technically, it's when I've seen that, which is... Deadly Spawn is dope, dude. I hosted it at Alamo. 
And it's on my list to watch on Shutter. It's a cool critter. It's a cool creature it's feature. A creature feature. It's basically like uh, TerraVision without the orgies. If Terravi- <laughs> if Martians so didn't, not, didn't diddle? yeah, if Martians didn't diddle the universe, you'd wind up with Deadly Spawn. Well, then uh, the other one that I know that is on your honorable mention, I'm going for gasps. And go to the main feed for those gasps. Oh, I'm going for gasps. This is the one, like, not necessarily buyer's remorse, but this is the one where we really couldn't find a fit for it. Well, and the fact that we had recently talked about it, mm-hmm. and not to give anything away, the folks that walk, were on that episode are going to be into the Mouth of March Madness mm-hmm. with it. But anytime that you get to break out the ghost gong dong, ghost gong dong is quite good. Uh, in fact, now, another one. That was on my honorable mention list, and one that actually is finding a newer audience because I think it got a nice boutique Blu-ray. Uh, but this one would play, pair well with um, a, a film that we talked about last year, but uh, the Final Terror, Outback Horror Film. Hmm. The film feature debut of Joey Pants. Oh, really? Yes. Really? Daryl Hannah's in it. Oh. Perfect Tommy from There's Buckaroo Bonsai. There's fucking splash in here. It's it's well worth your time. Nice. It's definitely worth your time. Uh, we could have got sexy with Il- Eternal Vampires with the hunger. Oh, oh snap! Mm. Again, another one that's been through Friday Night Frights. Mm-hmm. Another one that is such you go in expecting sexy vampire. You get sexy and you get vampires. sexy vampire, but you also get a gut punch of an emotional so ride. Sad. You see, you see the downside of being oh. a sexy vampire god. <laughs> You know, Cautionary like it's all, it's all fun and games getting head at brave at blood raves, but then when you have to put your mortal lovers in a mummy sarcophagus, oh. then it's bad news bears. <laughs> so no, uh, and it play, and it just resonates so well. The the Bowie performance is wonderful. Now, another that's and I've seen that. We'll eventually get to see it thanks to film family member Chad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Michael Mann's The Keep. Yes. Yes, we'll eventually get to see because that's one I really want to see, and I've had it on the shelf to see for a while now. <laughs> so, Chad, I know you're like, "Hey, have you ever seen it?" I'm like, no, not yet. No, no problem. I still have it. It's being well taken care of. I think that one may have been on the board because we're like, we need to watch. We this, need to right? watch this. We have to watch this, and then it's a perfect excuse. But we can't find anything that fits. Speaking of something else that it would should have been on the board because I know I have a lot to talk about. Fucking of unknown origin. My journey with that movie. It's my own personal fears, my own personal experience with the movie. Fuck all that noise. Without a I, doubt. I would have, like, hate downvoted that. You know, I would have been like, whatever it goes against, it loses. It's probably one of my favorite backyard viewing experiences, especially when nature. Oh, it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong, to... but it fucking scared the piss out of me. Fucking made me jump. Uh, another one that's an I've seen that, and I really like Tom McLaughlin's work. Uh, and it's one that I remember watching on that trailer compilation, One Dark Night, mm. where they're in the mausoleum. Yeah, but I always get that mixed up with mausoleum or with mortuary, this. and those are my honorable mentions because I'm not sure which one is which. They had similar VHS Right, movies. and similar premises. And now, that's not shocking or surprising. One that could have fit on the seasonal slashers, but it didn't fit because it wasn't seasonal. Although we also talked about it and much love Psycho Two. Oh, Psycho Two! If you haven't seen Psycho Two, it is a well worthy sequel. I would say give uh, uh, the first time podcast a listen to with Tad Good, film family member. Mm-hmm. We went on and talked our yeah. first time viewing experience. Psycho like, Two is slick, and let's just say this slick. also. 
putting together a nice resume of love on the show for one Richard Franklin mm-hmm. and his body of work. Mm-hmm. Like, this is another one that was on the board at right. one time. See, we could have 10 brackets and topics, but choosing the four, again, so mea culpa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one on your list? I have my last one. I am enamored with Dark Disney. Oh, okay. And Something Wicked This Way Comes still holds up. I watched maybe about five or six years ago, okay. and it is still a haunting story. It's a perfect Halloween, dark carnival yeah. fucking, and uh, Jonathan... Uh, the High Sparrow. The High Jonathan Sparrow Price. hijinks. Jonathan yeah. Price kills it in that. Pam Greer is a spider lady. It is a rad fucking film. It One of these days... God damn it! We're gonna do Gateway Horror, and we're gonna we gotta do we gotta do a month of Gateway a a year of Gateway Horror, and that's gonna be talked about because that movie is fucking slick. So yeah, but again, we can't fit them all. No, and a number of others that we haven't mentioned. Again, you are correct. We're idiots for leaving that out. But you know what? Start your own podcast, Mm -hmm. put your own madness together, and I will guarantee I will listen and I will send my bracket in. Yep, and show our work. Absolutely. Now advancing. To the year of 1993, just 10 years, and now films that are celebrating their 30-year horror university or anniversary. And as banner of a year as uh, 83 was for me, Genius, mm-hmm. uh, 93 was pretty rough. Yeah. It was It was the year, and I, I don't yeah. mean to bring the show down, but we're very personal on here. Mm-hmm. We share a lot. Uh, but this was the year that my, I mean, my, my life changed. My direction in life changed forever, and that is the year my mom did pass. And it was after a year-long year with can- battle with cancer. She was paralyzed due to the surgery. There were just all these complications. It was, it was not pretty. So 93 was a tough year for me. What got me through the year of 1993? Movies. Yeah. And, and it was a banner year. On a re- and thankfully it was, yeah. because yeah. I went to the well a lot in that year going... Help me, save me. Like, this was probably when I started really developing my love of horror when I explored it and rediscovered it in high school. Mm-hmm. This was when I started watching Evil Dead 2. Like a every cathartic, weekend. like a yeah. release. You were feeding the gator, dude. I had to. Yeah. I had to. And that's what this podcast started with. So, yeah, this was, this was a tough year for me. But at the same time, it started showing how I can deal with trauma mm-hmm. and I can confide in these movies. Yeah. And so now, Genius in 1993, you would have been eighth grade freshman. Yeah, I would have been 15. Oh my god, yeah, 15 year old genius. Oh god, that's again Scra- full, full goatee, but a scraggly mustache, <laughs> um, big hair, um, hormonal. That's- my voice is probably going a little bit like this, you know, like, uh, but I could probably still go in and buy some alcohol. You know, <laughs> so, but at the same time, a tried and true died in the wool horror fan genre fan. Well, what's good is with a number of these, there was a nice mix of first time viewings for me in this one. Yeah. And revisiting old classics. And I know that for at least you in 1993, a lot of these. All but one to... was a first time viewing for me. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them I've always seen. But I mean, I've seen minute, but there's some good surprises. There's. A number of surprises. There's a wealth of riches in 93, and way more than I expected. I will also go to bat against anyone 
that says there's no good horror in the 1990s. Yeah, bullshit. Anybody who says there's no good horror in the movie, I say, oh yeah, Candyman. I mean, that's my instant go-to. Well, and as we've seen through seven years of this... There's a lot of good horror. A lot of good horrors in the 1990s. And in 1993... We have two masters, two more masters going up against each other. But two totally different flavors of masters. Oh, completely different flavors. And as I said it once, and I'll say it again... Any year that you can get multiple dinosaur films... is a good year. It's a great year. So much so, our first bracket topic brings in uh, what we're going to call... Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis, which means we indeed have Jurassic Park going up against Carnosaur. Mm-hmm. Now... Carnosaur is going to be a first-time viewing for me. Yeah? I'm really excited. Oh, oh, I, I think you're going to be pleasantly entertained. And I know really nothing of the film. Uh-huh. But Jurassic Park, oh. I saw multiple, multiple, multiple times in the theater. If you have not seen Jur- I don't know anybody. I have not. Had, have not seen Jurassic Park. You know, I mean, at least have not. Oh. My mom knows has seen Jurassic Genius. Park. Genius, I, I hear it already, guys. They're saying this isn't a horror movie. Oh bullshit! It's not a horror movie. It's a creature feature. It's goddamn science engineered dinosaurs being brought back to life and eating people. <laughs> the amount of death and carnage alone in Jurassic Park—it's one hundred percent. It's a horror film. It's a creature feature. It's Spielberg is sneaky that he way, is. as we established on any Jaws is a it. horror movie. He's a, he's two main feed episodes, and this was our chance. We knew it was coming down the line. Oh yeah, we put off talking the OG Jurassic Park on because the main feed. We know it's coming. We know it's coming for name. In fact, like we, it's coming for madness. <laughs> yeah, we can see the we can see the thing in there. Uh huh. My I'm I'm eating Jello right now and it's shaking. <laughs> now. In 83, we said we got a lot of king. Well, in 93, we got we a got lot of king. even more king. So much king that we had a lot of fun. This was almost like you could say we workshopped mm-hmm. in a way, which was a lot. Oh, no, don't even. Oh, okay, you're going to go to the thing. So the, the, the topic itself is king of Castle Rock. King of Castle Rock. Well, no, don't say the topic. Dude. Don't say the topic. For This is now a mandate. You can't say the topic. You have to sing the topic. So, Greg, uh, okay. what is the topic that we're doing? King of Castle Rock. King of Castle Rock. <laughs> now I feel bad. Like, we should have had a whole song prepared for that. But you know what? I think that's good enough for right now. <laughs> Let the mangler play. The green goblin will take you away. Tommy knock your sway. King of Castle Rock. <laughs> Bravo, good sir. <laughs> and then there's Pennywise. Dance your cares away. Dun dun. We'll float another day. <laughs> and he has that kind of universe created within the confines mm-hmm. of Castle Rock. And and the fact that we have these characters, we're not only we're talking about two movies set in Castle Rock, two Stephen King movies, but two the, uh, movies starring the same character played by two different actors. Totally different. Totally character. It's we have basically Michael Rooker versus Ed Harris. I, Don't let go. We we're not gonna. Although we could technically, you know, judge them on their dancing abilities, which hands down goes to Ed Harris. Oh yeah. But we've got Needful Things going up against the Dark Half, and Dark Half's a first timer for me. It's gonna be a first timer for me too. Sweet. I'm. That's one of the reasons. And that's Romero, right? It is Romero. Ah. Uh, 
he came through the gate swinging like our first or second one uh, with the surprise Martin that the just surprise oh of 2017. man that movie's a killer. We got to get it for a Friday Night Fries at some point. Well, in time. and they're 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 releasing that 4K Blu-ray, so I do believe fingers crossed we might be able to experience more people need to see Martin. Oh, it's so that's a powerful film. I that... say I'll say it's a great vampire film. Well, and that's the best thing of Romero's work outside the zombie genre. It's really good. Yeah. But underseen yes. and I think underappreciated. Fuck Monkey Shines. Monkey Shines was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, not really fun. No. And Needful Things, that's a TBS classic. That's just it. I can't tell you the last time I didn't watch it on TBS. Right. So this is going to be the first time actually watching it probably unedited. Uh, yeah. Plus it's Ming. Unedited Ming? <sighs> Playing the devil? Fuck yeah. Here's the problem is I know all the character actors. Listen, already I'm going to tell you. I've got J.T. Walsh bias. Okay? <laughs> Anytime J.T. Walsh not? shows up. How can you not? Between J.T. Walsh and E. Emmett Walsh, the Walsh family, they got it in spades. They're like, they're like the quades of great genre. Uh, it's going to be, I'm really looking forward to it. And again, a chance to celebrate Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Well, then celebrating our next matchup. And this is where we talked about slashers in 83. Mm-hmm. We still get slashers in 93. Oh, yeah. And in fact, what's a lot of fun with both of these, and this is where... Again, choices were made. Mm-hmm. Movies were put here and out. This one comes down to our love of alliteration. Oh, yes. We, we love alliteration on this show. In fact, we really love alliteration on this show where whole themes and brackets are created just for alliteration. And Lit- this is a prime example of it with our next bracket topic, Folklore Fracas. And in this matchup, we have a film that is taking... A franchise in a different direction, and Jason goes to hell. See, the original title for this for this bracket was something old, something new, something green, something ew, right? And so we're like, that's still pretty good. Like, if we can do like folklore fracas, or if we can do something old, something new, something green, something ew, colon folklore fracas. But folklore fracas is a little bit easier on the tongue. That's just it. It's, if it's, Jason Statham or Ian McShane or Buck Flowers rears their ugly head and they try to say the whole thing, yeah, it's going to be like Zach Braff Mulrat. I can't even say it now. No, you wouldn't last through the episode, <laughs> <Right>? man. <laughs> we have to pace ourselves. Exactly. Again, that's what it's we've bad. learned over it's seven madness. years. It's madness. It's madness. But then we've got uh, Jason or many Jasons mm-hmm. going up and again, a film that has taken a franchise a different direction. Yeah. To one that is its first entry. In creating a franchise, which is something we'll, we'll come back to. The Little Leprechaun. I'm the Leprechaun. <laughs> of which, yeah, we'll probably talk about the Wayne's World portion of, of that. Of course. Without but a doubt. Expect an over-under on that. Get your drinking games ready. Then another thing, this is not just a Man Culpa episode, but this is like if, you drink, if you're doing drinking games... This is your preview of the running jokes. This is your cues. Because we've already recorded so many of these in advance. But we can we already say, yeah. Like. So so go ahead and get drink every time we're them the leprechaun. Drink every time we talk See, about, we, we, we say coitins. You know, so like, yeah. We got to save this for like the 10-year anniversary of Madness. Like how the sausage is made. Right. The behind the scenes. <laughs> well, then that leads us to our last matchup. And I'll tell you what. A lot of things we love here on the podcast. We love horror comedies, mm-hmm. but we love anthologies. Horror anthologies are, we eat them up, mm-hmm. all sorts of them. And throughout the seven years, we've celebrated many anthologies. Yeah. 
Uh, very much so. In fact, even one of our nerd weens it's time, kids, again. <laughs> this is called a callback to Tommy Lee Wallace, where we talk about nerd ween again, where we had oddly anthologies, oh, and yeah. one of the movies that we showed was Waxworks. Yes, it was. And they're like, Waxworks is not an anthology. Bullshit it is. It is. It totally, it's got a wraparound. It's got individual stories. It's just one of those oddly anthology ones. So when something's very oddly anthologistic, it's a waxwork. So our next bracket topic is waxworks. Would you like a warner look? And thankfully, this was another one, as you said, mutated over time. And it wasn't until we were watching both of these that we found out that David Warner, fucking character actor, fucking genre icon, oh. favorite, show favorite. Evil himself. Right? Is in a segment of each of these anthologies. Like, fuck, we got to make it a David Warner celebration. The uh, fact that we just lost him recently, too. Uh, yes. And a man that just elevated any film he is in. Every movie he was in. And he elevates uh, Necronomicon, Book of the Dead. And he elevates John Carpenter's body bags. And we get to talk about John Carpenter, too. Again. Mm-hmm. Always, always making a presence in the tournament. But goodness gracious, Necronomicon, going to be a first time viewing for me. I haven't seen that since the blockbuster days. So it's been a while? Yes. It's okay. been a minute. It's, it's probably been since 93, 94. Okay, no, that is fair. That is fair. And then body bags is one that I know. Old favorite. Old favorite and one that I know because of the Blu-ray mm-hmm. has gotten a lot of love. And I know that one of these days has to become a Carpenter Fest. Uh, oh, it, yes. It's got to be. It's got to be shown into Carpenter. And then shout Fest. out to uh, Starman and motherfucking Ghosts of Mars. One of these days, I'm telling you, if I could program, of course, if I could program as Carpenter Fest and want it to be successful, I'd do the thing and Halloween and like maybe another one of his other things. But if I'm like, okay, you want a true Carpenter Fest? Here's Body Bags, here's Starman, and here's Ghost of the Mars. Enjoy. Let's celebrate his entire catalog, mm-hmm. which means that we'll eventually have to get to Memoirs, The Ward. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. They have their fans, yeah. and those fans are correct. Exactly. And here's the thing. We're hearing a lot of fans from a lot of films from 1993. Where was this movie? Where was that movie? And again, you know what? You are correct. Peek behind the curtain. When we talk, people say that, oh, there's no good horror in 93. Dude, I have more honorable mentions in 93 <laughs> than in any other of my bracket topics. What's first on your list? Oh, Baldy Mail. You want to hear something? You want to hear a joke? Elton John. Go back. You want to hear our thoughts on it? Go back. We have a main episode. Devoted. That was a weird fucking film. Weird fucking film. Osploitation, body horror, rollerblading. It it tells you what it does is on the tin. It's, so, it's body melt. It's it's such a wonderfully weird film that only could have come out of Australia. And believe you me, is Australian. There's mm-hmm. some go in there with caution. R- on that. Yes. Uh, now the, the back n- has eyes. The, the next one on my list technically isn't. I've seen that, but I know if we didn't mention it. People get pissed. People get pissed. Cannibal, uh, the musical. Yes. That's on my list as an honorable mention because that's an I've seen that I know people are pissed right now that it's not on there. And uh, it might come May musicals. It yeah. might. Well, if we do May musicals, we'll talk about well, it. And that's just it. It's one that I would like to eventually get to. Right. Me too. But as we all know, cannibals aren't really uh, cannibals not your thing. But you know, if it's more ravenous than say hol- cannibal holocaust, I'm down. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Now, what are you down with with your next uh, honorable mention? This movie was dope. This is the first introduction to Guillermo del Toro, a master, 
And I obviously have seen this movie, um, not in the theater. I would love to see it in the theater, but it's also a weird thing about aging. And it sets up his style quite well. And it's, again, one of those subversive vampire movies where it just takes the vampire mythos and just switches it up. But Kronos is slick. You could pair this with one of our other honorable mentions from 83 with The Hunger. Yes. And have a hell. Have a weird vampire. And then for a double feature, show it right after our Friday Night Fright of Near Dark. Oh, man. Yeah. And that's what's cool with the vampire genre, and especially when you get a unique voice, mm-hmm. international horror as well, yes. and then also establishing like his collaboration with like Perlman, mm-hmm. and we get so much goodness from that. Bro, I love that's, Del Toro's style and shit, man. That is a hell yeah. of, uh, of a good one. Now, another one on my honorable mention, and again, another one we devote up an episode to, <laughs> going to kill our kids. Don't fuck with Don't me, fuck man. Don't fuck with me, man. The good son. We, he grows up to be Clint Howard. Don't fuck with me, man. <laughs> I would love to see Clint Howard as actually one of the Wet Bandits. I'd watch that movie. Me too. Yeah, well, and it's really funny. It's actually one of our more well-received episodes, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the more mainstream we go, the more common casual listener we bring in, or if there's just that Culkin fan base, right? Elijah Wood fan base. Creepy Elijah Wood fan base. There are numbers of them out there. Oh, you, I, you missed a movie, man. If we're going alphabetical, dude, I gotta give me some love to Tim Thomerson, Dollman versus Demonic Toys. That movie is grand, grand. I tell you, I've seen that. Really, I, I've probably seen almost every early '90s full moon feature because whenever they would come out at that time, I was wor- around that time. I was working at Blockbuster. When I was about 17, 18, around that. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll check out that one. I'll check out Oblivion. I'll check out all the subspecies. I'll check out all the Puppet Masters. Because, yeah. you know, why not? I get free fucking movies. Why did not watch some Full Moon? So fucking Dollman versus Demonic Toys. I love crossover shit like that. And, yeah, no, Doll... And plus it's Well, that's just it. I watched... I did watch Dollman for the first time a few years ago. Loved it. Fell in love with it. With so, the whole Force Perspective shit and the big... Yeah, yeah. It's great. And that one also has Jackie Earl Haley in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget. No, that's one I... I'll get to it. I will get to it. And then another one, Full Eclipse... It that's a hey, um, Anthony Hickox. Yeah, oh, gotta get a load of Anthony Hickox, and it's because it's a <laughs> werewolf cop movie. It's like a squad of like cool cops, but the werewolves, and okay. it's Mario Van Peebles. Oh, yeah, okay, as like the werewolf guy. Oh, it's fucking rad. I, it was Showtime days when I watched it. I need to see that. Mm-hmm. Well, one that I was late to the game on. And one that is now part of my Halloween rotation. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you came to this movie because this is proper good. It's beyond good. Now I haven't watched the sequel. Neither have I, and I'm not all like, oh boy. I'm staying away from it for now. Right. It might end up as uh, part of the I've seen that challenge. Uh, but the OG Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. so much fun, so much fun, and adds to the air of odd key parties yeah. that are happening during Halloween <laughs> movies. <laughs> Uh, another one, Maniac Cop 3. I've seen that. Really? I, I, I've seen the first the two. Badge of Silence. Isn't that the one where he, he is the bride, The bride of Maniac Cop, is that basically? Is? Yeah. Okay, because I also heard more like Weekend at Bernie's-esque. Yeah, it's kind of like he's uh, the Maniac Cop demands a mate. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Worth my time? Yeah, okay. if, you want, if you're a completist. Well, I enjoyed you know, it. One that I actually enjoyed a lot, and it's definitely... Horror adjacent, uh, but it's an uh, it's an opportunity to go back and watch like Brad Pitt uh, do some cool character work. 
uh, California. Yeah, with a K. That is a, that is horror adjacent. It's pretty creepy, but it's pretty weird. Yeah, no, it's it establishes uh, especially like um, Juliet Lewis and her her attraction to the bad boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and then um, uh, Natural Born Killers. Ooh, man's best friend with Lance Hendrickson as basically like the Terminator meets Cujo, the acidpine dog. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that movie is weird. He, I remember seeing when they finally like his weird reveal, and he's got like almost teeth when half his face, and he's yes. got the red eyeball, and he's like got those razor teeth. I was like, that's a really cool movie. Do you pair this with Short Circuit? <clears throat> no, you pair this with Deadly Friend. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that a but lot. And because anything you need to pair Short Circuit with, it would be Part Two because of Los Locos. I, yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip right ahead to a to a sequel that I've seen, and we're big fans of the Usna catalog here. But Return of the Living Dead Three. That is a really good movie. That is a really good movie, and like, it's a weird romance Doctor Frankenstein movie. It can pair well with Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Reanimator. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. I really. I came into it with mixed baggage because you know, obviously, love one, love one. Two, I've got some baggage. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of two. But three, I went in just not knowing a lot, and um, um, Vestron put out a really nice Blu-ray, and it's very well worth your time. I didn't mind the other sequels too. The Rave to the Grave. I thought the Rave to the Grave was better than Necropolis. See, and that's just it. I saw some of those when they They weren't great, but like they weren't great, but you know, still, still, hey, I like zombie movies. Next one on your list. Um, I got two more. Uh, Ticks. Is that the one with uh, Seth Seth Green? And Clint Howard. And Clint Howard, that's right. Uh-huh. And I think, like, uh, one of the child stars, I can't remember who's in it, but it's hilarious. And then, of course, going local, um, Zombie Bloodbath from Ooh, Todd, Todd Sheets. Sheets. Yes. Gotta give love to Todd Sheets. Always gonna give love to Todd Sheets and the Todd Sheets players. Uh, I will give... Uh, no. I haven't seen it. And I know it's problematic if you're thinking what I'm thinking. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I I have watched it, and I did. Warlock, the Armageddon, the sequel. Because I like part two. And our thoughts are still with Julian Sands. We've got our own off-mic theories that will hoping stay that for, way. Hoping but, we find and re- yep. speedy recovery to Julian Sands, and I hope we find closure to everybody. Absolutely. And I hope we find him safe. Yeah. Uh, last one on your list there, Genius. That was Zombie Bloodbath. Okay, that is perfect. So... From 1993 to, man, the new millennium genius beyond the year 2000. And three. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so 2003, I'm, at this point, I think I'm living in Lawrence. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm actually enjoying my time, uh, getting, uh, I'm up at KU and just living life up there. And that's when, around the same time, I started seeing movies from the Tivoli to, um, the oh lord, um, Liberty, oh Lawrence. That's where that's where I saw um, the Dreamers. <laughs> that fateful screening. <laughs> but I was also renting a number of films from Liberty, and that's when I really started delving into cult films and going outside of like horror, but really exploring genre mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So not only was I expanding my education up at KU, but through Liberty, I was really delving into a lot of stuff that I may not have delved into before. Yeah. 2003, I would have been about 25. And that was Prime Party J. Okay. So I'm probably partying hard every single weekend, putting my body through all sorts of, like, taxing. 
traumatic experiences. Stuff you can't do now. Correct. Stuff I can't even think about doing now. Uh, 20 years doesn't necessarily sound like a lot of time. But it does. It's a lot of time. A lot of stuff happens. Well, and especially in your 20s when you put all the copious amounts of wear and tear on your body. Because you're not looking forward 20 years later. No, you're not. You're living for that. And, and in fact, I think at 25, I was surprised that I made it to 25. Certainly. So, you know, so, so. A lot has been learned yes. since 2003. Yes. And you know what? A lot of good films in 2003. Yes, absolutely. Surprisingly, not surprisingly so, but a lot of good stuff. Well, we've, we've talked already about one Jason Voorhees. And our first uh, matchup in 2003 <laughs> involves the other icons from the 80s. <laughs> but here in uh, 2003, they're a little bit different. So we've got uh, the first match uh, bracket topic. It's low-hanging fruit, but God damn it if it's not delicious. Our oh. first bracket topic is basically Freddy versus Jason versus Leatherface. And our first matchup is... Freddy versus Jason mm-hmm. versus the Texas Main, Texas Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre remake. remake, the Jessica Biel one. Together we can, and uh, saw both of these in the theater. Me too. I think actually all but one I seen in the theater. Actually, yeah, I have a really good run of theatrical experiences in two thousand three mm-hmm. because again I was exploring outside of genre and horror and. This is going to be a good one to talk about because it's a it's a film that one is a miracle it exists absolutely and the other one kind it's of really stepping on hollowed ground yes yes but it's a lot of overlap from the original and the remake mm-hmm. of which we'll talk about uh, I'm actually looking forward to revisiting me too both of those but yeah technically though we did do a main feed episode of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the mm-hmm. remake we did a month of remakes oh yeah that's right our oh, remake yeah. month we've actually. Next year, yeah, we got a lot to revisit. Now, the next matchup is one that... Again, we love alliteration here. <laughs> so much so that Genius is going to go outside of his comfort zone. Way out of my comfort zone. Out into the woods. I'm going to the sticks. Where he may encounter a hillbilly hootenanny. Uh-huh. <laughs> and our matchup in the hillbilly hootenanny bracket... Mm. We've got <laughs> Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses going up against Wrong Turn. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm coming this, I'm full disclosure, I'm coming with baggage on this one. This but I'm biased baggage. I'm leaving a lot of the baggage at home. That's good. You know? Good. We're partial and fair here exactly, on the show. Exactly, exactly. And of course, I'm always going to show my work. But this is our chance to head out into the woods and deal with the backwoods stuff. Mm-hmm. The hillbillies. The hillbillies. Yeah! Going to the sticks, y'all. A lot of stuff that you would need to be sprayed down on. Oh, yeah. Now, that being said, that leads us to then our next matchup. From the sticks to around the world. And, again, another joy in this whole tournament is getting outside of our comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Experiencing culture. Experiencing how things are done differently in other countries. And, again, another one where it's going to be a first time versus one where oh, I've had man. to defend. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. and I'm gonna defend it. And people are like, why would you have this movie on your bracket? But I fucking think it's great. Well, and of course, ideally, you should be drinking a lot of Mountain Dew with this, as the bracket topic is extremely international. Extreme. And our matchup, we have a uh, high tension, aka Switchblades Romance, going up against Tale of Two Sisters. Yeah, which is gonna be a first time for me, but I'm for looking me forward as well. to it for me as well. And we have. 
Tartan Extreme versus the new, French New Extremity, which is New great. Wave. <laughs> and again, another one. We <laughs> hello. Go do a line on Cocaine Bear with us. Uh, but no, this is one of those that we definitely programmed and put in there because we wanted to watch. Yeah. It, Excuse me. Tale of Two I wanted to see Tale of Two Sisters because Tartan Engine Extreme is some fucked up shit. And like French New Extremity is some fucked up shit. So we're like, okay, let's see two fucked up shit. Plus it's 2003, the year, the era of extreme. And we, to be fair, we actually did do an episode on High Tension. Mm-hmm. These are good films that we're revisiting and going back into yeah. the mouth of March Madness. Well, that being said, that leads us to our last bracket topic and matchup of 2003. And every now and again, when we're putting together the bracket topics, be it pun, be it alliteration, occasionally we have some outliers mm-hmm. that we're like, we got to talk about. But how can we fit it? Well, we have several tropes, again, stuff in the DNA of the show, the shtick. We go back to certain TV shows. Mm-hmm. Simpsons, number one. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. But then there's this other one. <laughs> well, that you need a password to watch. Oh, my goodness. It, it, this one has because truly... of the implication. <laughs> it's found its way, but when every time we can go, it's always sunny in uh-huh. Philadelphia, we know we, we're doing good. And sometimes you just need a wild card, bitches! Yeah! And our wild card matchup finds us talking... Final Destination 2, going to get, hey, Going into the Stephen King. Welcome back, Stephen King. Again, from 83, 93, and 2003. Well represented. And these were, so, Dream, De- Dreamcatcher, I, I saw in the theater. Going to be my first time viewing. Sweet. And, of course, I saw Final Destination 2 in the theater. Has changed my driving habits significantly, significantly. So many people. Significantly. Of which I know we will be discussing. Now, what we're now going to discuss are those films that we left out from 2003. And again, a number of interesting options Mm -hmm. in the early years of the 2000s. What is first on your list there, Genius McGee? Why don't you hit us first? I'm going to start with an I've seen that because I've seen the first one. I've seen the second one. We're already talking Brian Usna here in Mm -hmm. the tournament, but beyond Reanimator. Yeah. And I've seen that for me. And I know it'll end up on the feed sometime. Have you watched that one yet? That's and I've seen that, but I want to see it. Because okay. I want to be a used and completist. That's just it. And I've heard good enough things about it that I know I need. Plus it's Combs. It. It's, it's Combs and Usna. That's it, good stuff. And we need to be completionists. Right. Uh, you know what? I'll watch Maniac Cop 3 and... and- Right, we'll make we'll do, we'll do an we'll do a we'll do double a ma- feature double feature a man called the double feature. Uh, actually, I like that. I, like I do that. too. That's good. What do you got there? Uh, I saw it in the theater. I enjoyed it, but I was pissed off, and I'm still pissed off now. And this director brings so much ire in a lot of people. But his first movie, it wasn't all that bad. So, Uwe Boll, I salute you. With House of the Dead. Wow. I, I've seen that, but I have played that. I, mean, I played it. I saw it in the theater. Did I you? paid money to see that in the theater. And I was like, the first 20 minutes, hey, there's Clint Howard. Not yes. bad. Cool. There's some good zombie kills. And then when we get the whole Spanish doctor, it kind of lost me. And then it got stupid. But first 20, 30 minutes of the movie, I was like, okay, cool. Now, I'm not going to go defend Uwe Boll anymore, except for in the name of the king, because it's called Jason Statham. But at the same time, 
I got to give credit where credit is due. I enjoyed the first 20 minutes of House of the Dead. So. That's fair. That's honorable why it's an honorable mention. Uh, saw this one in the theater. Saw it because of my love of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I haven't watched it since, uh, but Darkness Falls. Oh, with Emma Caulfield. Emma Caulfield. I saw it in the theater too. I didn't mind it. I kind of liked it. I thought it was the the, the demon or the the monster. monster the witch was kind of cool looking. I think with light. K N or B worked on that one, one. two. Yeah, it's. Um, I haven't watched it since then though, so I'm not sure whether or not punk, it holds baby. up. Is Davy be- Davy's being the punk? Davy's being a punk. Frankie is just chilling, and Davy's walking up, yeah, like pulling, like you're on our turf, man. And look, look at her, just walking around, like I'm just gonna go do my thing. Davy, you're better oh, than that. My little sweetie, just being a little punk. Hey, look at that. Uh, I will tell you right now, and of course he had a film in 2003. He probably had four or five. This was the only horror one. Takisha Mike's Gozu. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that I either. I've even heard of it. I know someone's probably yelling at us now for you know what? You know what we missed? A June we, on the Grudge. Oh shit. And then the original sh- grudge is on there. Oh, Remember snap. when we made that mistake a couple of times? Oh yeah. Well that's because there's so many versions. Right. So I think this is I think this might be the original original grudge or one of the older ones or maybe the re I don't know, but it's one of them. And the if it's one of the first couple of ones, those were actually pretty good. Although, again, I'm not gonna be scared of kitty cats. No, like if I wake, like like I said, if I wake up and I wake up, oh no, there's a kitty cat. I'm not gonna be like, Eee-h! I'm gonna be like, yay! Look at all the kitty cats in my house. And in fact, kind of like I kind of already do now. I wake up in the middle and I go, ah, look at all the kitty cats that are in my house. You know, so like, yeah. Well, considering in 1993 <laughs> we talked about the OG launching, ten years later, uh, Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Fucking Leprechaun Back to the Hood, not as good as Leprechaun in the Hood 1, but Back to the Hood 2 is pretty good. I I will go to bat for the Back to the Hood series because I, those two Leprechaun, the first one is great. It's got Ice-T. He's the biggest hater. Stop. Oh, you're scratching. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, you're okay, sweetie. It's an I've seen that for me, so I can't really say to it, but I know the fact that the OG is participating. we got to give an honorable mention to it, you know. Did you ever see that South African zombie movie, The Undead? I have not. The movie's slick. That's I've one of my what's my honorable mention. Is that with a three shotgun thing? Yeah. And okay. it's also got it flips the script because right in the middle of the zombie movie it turns into something a little bit different and I really thought it was kind of cool. Interesting. It's one of those underseen ones. Well, and I haven't seen this one, but I did see the original. But have you seen Mimic Three Sentinel? Yes. Oh, ooh, okay. Is that why I shouldn't probably watch it? Yeah, it was all right. See, bless you. The bad thing is, bless you. The bad thing is when you have the first one by Del Toro yeah. and knocking it out of the park, you're yeah. gonna have diminishing returns. It's like the Species series That's after fair. Species Two and, and like Three. Mimic 2, Mimic 3, Species 2, Species 3, I get them both mixed up because I kind of all saw them around the same time, but at the same time, diminishing returns. But at the same time, if you're going to be a completionist, I didn't mind it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Underworld. Okay, Beckinsale. Friday Night Fright. Mm, Friday Night Fright. We already gave love to it, but giving love to it. And I got one more, a movie that I've, I've seen that, and people say I should see it. But for my own, one, I know that it's got kitty trauma, and two, I know it's got a whole shitload of rats, even though it's got Papa McFly, Ted Words a Corkscrew. Willard. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't want to see it. <laughs> it's, it's an I've seen that for me That's as well. I don't want to see it. It's an I've seen that for me as well. Because I know I'm gonna freak out, and I know that like a kitty gets it. I don't want to see a, a nope. kitty cat get eaten by rats. Again, you've seen that in unknown origin. Yeah. Yeah. So no, again, I don't need to see that. I'm good. I'm arms good. Arms length. I'm arms good. length. Honorable mention. Well then, 
Advancing then to uh, the last year, the last round, and in fact, this is where we like to say that at 10 years, if we're still talking about your movie, it's you got, got Moxie, kid. That is, it's, you've got legs, and you've got something that, mm-hmm. that is separating you. So in 2013, I technically, I was pretty sure I was still very happily married at that point, and seen, again, a number of these films, but... Here's the best thing. A number of these are going to be first-time viewings for me. Two are going to be first-time viewings for me. Oh, I'm super excited then because one, two, three, at least three of these are going to be first-timers. So Nice. Let's delve into then our first bracket topic. And this is another one that changed. Mm-hmm. Technically, right we just we did it. We just finalized it. And we are... It's. You know, looking at stuff that started back 40-some-odd years ago, we talk a lot about franchises mm-hmm. and how a lot of these franchises either sputter out, they continue on regardless, they evolve, but we we get a lot of love to them. And that's because, you know, they got a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. So our first bracket topic is one that's so nice, we bring it back twice. Franchise Freshener. And our first bracket uh, matchup of 2013, we have The Purge. Going up against Curse of Chucky. Now, the Curse of Chucky is the knife scene that for me. Okay. And I've seen both of these. Uh, did not see them in the theater. I know Curse was direct video. Yeah. Did you see The Purge in the theater? No. Oh. That's I. That's the one I don't think I've seen in the theater. But yeah. every other one, I made sure I was there opening weekend. Well, in both of these movies, uh, I will. let's just admit it, it was a wild card option initially, mm-hmm. but then we... We talked about it because we both were like, well, this is it. Yeah, okay. Well, And I'm really anxious for you to watch Curse of Chucky. Me too. Especially then, I think you should then go right into Cult. Okay. I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy both of those. Because I know of it. I know the reveal. Mm-hmm. I know the... But I'm I'm still... I'm a Chucky fan. Yeah. And then The Purge, I mean... Oh, I love The Purge. I love The Purge. Cautionary Tale then, now... it Prescient, scary. Yeah. 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 True to life terror. Now, I'm excited for this next bracket, dude. Well, and this one, when we were putting everything together, there were two that I was going to be watching for the first time. Uh, Both of these are going to be first-time viewings for me, but one of the things that's always joyful is when we get to see these filmmakers, especially about 10 years now, they start putting together a body of work. Mm -hmm. Where we can say, hey, this is very, like when we say this is very Spielbergian, Mm -hmm. or this has a lot of touches of of, earlier, the Palma (laughs) quote-unquote charm, right? That's when you can start seeing, like, oh, okay, this is their marking. This is their style. This is the seeds that are being planted for their figuring. And that brings us to our bracket topic, Seeds of Evil. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is where we definitely have two early first-time movies. We've got Mike Mendez's Big Ass Spider going up against Mike Flanagan's Oculus. Uh-huh. Battle of the Mikes. And I'm going to be watching both of these for the first time. Nice. I think you'll enjoy both of them. Well, I, I saw one in the theater, and I saw one on TV. Yeah, and that's, again, two different modes of media mm-hmm. in terms of reaching a specific audience. But also, from what I know... Uh, two totally different movies. Yes, absolutely two totally different movies. So I'm really looking forward to that experience. Now, that being said, going to our next bracket topic, and another one that we've explored similar themes 
throughout seven years right. of Into the Mouth of March Madness. And theoretically, this could be a franchise freshener as well. Yes, it could. That's what's kind of crazy in the year of 2013. But we decided to focus it on one that differentiates a little bit from what we're talking about here in 2023. What is the bracket topic, Genius? Demonic Domiciles. And our matchup, we have the remake of The Evil Dead going up against The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Clap, clap. Not to be confused with... Um, Insidious. Insidious, Sinister, Annabelle, The Nun. Of which have all represented one way or the other yeah. into, this, into this tournament. Now, um, both of these are familiar. In fact, technically, Evil Dead, we did an episode on uh-huh. during that month of remakes. Yeah, that movie was slick. That so, movie is slick. And Conjuring, I need to revisit it. That's just it. Jim, Jimmy Wan, baby. Oh, so, yeah. Good oh, yeah. track record <laughs> yep. on the show. But then uh, finishing up and closing out the last matchup and bracket topic of 2013. and The four Fs. Yeah, and that's tr- and uh, any time you talk found footage, you know you're probably going to alienate some people. Oh yeah, because it's not everyone's favorite genre. Nope. It's it's it, but some people love it, some people adore it. Under the belt, and in- representation is important. Absolutely. And so, what is our bracket topic? <laughs> our next bracket topic is found footage feature fracas. Woo! That one evolved yeah, I did. to the point where we wanted to make sure we didn't stroke out. Exactly. I can't do too much Zach Braff Moanwright with that one. Uh, one's going to be a first-time viewing for both of us. Yes. And one's going to be another old, old favorite. favorite. Old favorite. Well, in g- fact, one of the I think one of the things that sold me and turned me around, like, you know what? Found footage is actually kind of dope. Because for the longest time when it was just Paranormal Activity and just Blair Witch, I'm like, oh, this is cool, but also it can, can be kind of whack for too long, you know? <laughs> and this one... It really changed my mind. Like, holy oh. shit, this is great. And as an anthology and features a lot of our favorite filmmakers, we've got VHS 2 going up against Bobcat Goldthwait's <laughs> Willow Creek. I'm excited for this one because anything Bobcat Goldthwait does is fucked up. He is a filmmaker that has a style. Like, he does not have films that are easy to take in. I can't even imagine found footage Bobcat Goldway. I, it would be like found footage Shakes the Clown. I'm I'm kind of down for that, actually. I'm very anxious to watch it. I've got a little bit of Bobcat baggage. I've got a little Bobcat baggage, too. But, but good kind of baggage. We'll be citizens on patrol. <laughs> so that being said, a number of films that we didn't talk about in 2013... And I'm going to start it just because it features uh, a number of state uh, alums. Oh, you got to love the state alums, man. Bad Milo. I That's a nice scene that I own it. But like anywhere it's a killer poop, I'm down for. And it's Ken Marino. It's Ken Marino. It's a big, good-looking Paisan. I want to see that Party Down uh, reboot. You were talking how anxious mm-hmm. you are for that. Uh, what else you got on your uh, first list on there? It gets hate, but I liked it. The Carrie remake. Is that the one with, with Chloe? Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay. I thought she did a great job. What my favorite part of that movie is the way she, when she's doing the whole chaos scene, you know, when Sissy Spacek, and we'll talk about, I'm, I'm, we're not going to do it in Friday Night no, Frights, but you know, when she's like, and she looks very jarring and everything's like, ah, I'm moving. When Chloe Grace Moretz does it, she's conducting. She has this mannerism where she's like conducting the whole madness. And I'm like, well done. The chaos scene. I was really impressed with the chaos scene. Well, and going from Laura, uh, Piper Laurie to Julianne Moore, I think. I thought it was a well-done choice, too. Yeah. I know people give it a lot of shit, 
And but I think it was pretty good. Okay. It's pretty decent because it is technically, and I've seen that for me, mm-hmm. and I have been holding off just because I really, I really do love. The I didn't mind. So and much. Judy Greer's really good in it. Oh day. wait, Judy Greer's in it. Judy Greer's she's the um, the good teacher. Oh wait, really? She's the Nancy surrogate. So she'd be the one that would normally get like, oh no, oh bummer. Well, of course it's Judy Greer. It's Judy Greer. Yeah. She's so, not having a good. She doesn't have a good running genre for her little while. She gets kind of offed. Well, and you know what? Uh, I have to admit, um, thankfully, I wouldn't have to have my Adam Green bias card shown on this one. Me too. Dude, Hatchet 3 is the shit. Yeah. Dude, anything Victor Crowley, that's an easily one of my new favorite slasher franchises. We were talking about that just off mic, the yeah. fact that, yeah, that, that one works really, really well for you. One, I don't think you saw, but I did, and it's found footage, and I normally don't like, I'm like, but I thought this one was cool. Yeah. I thought the monster design was very, very slick, and if they ever made a haunted house of this movie, I would... Love to go into it. Frankenstein's Army. Frankenstein's Army is fucking tight. Like, the story's a little weak. It's not... The story's not. The dialogue, uh, but... The atmosphere, basically, it's found footage of, like, World War... They found an old World War II bunker, mm-hmm. and Dr. Frankenstein's been working for the Nazis, and he's basically using all these soldier parts. There's one called Propeller Head, where it's this big, giant monster, but he's got an old bomber propeller, and he's chasing after people. It's pretty cool. Okay, the okay. monster design? So I was really impressed with the monster design. So pretty much practical back in 2013? Yeah. That's this, impressive. It's, it's really well done, and again, the... the the found footage show hides a lot of like the sure. limited budget, but what you do see, you enjoy. And oh, I, I like Frankenstein's Army. That's fair. That's fair. And actually, one that technically isn't I've seen that, but I know without it, we probably wouldn't have gotten like it. Uh, but Mama, Mama, yeah, with Andy Muschietti, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jessica Chastain, uh, and then the other one that's an I've seen that for me as well. And this one I'd have to get a little bit more artsy. Uh, but Jim Jarmusch's Only Lovers Left Alive. Yeah, with Tilda Swinton and uh, Loki. Loki. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I know of it. It's basically like modern day Hunger. That's just it. Art I House it Hunger. Play well, with right. that little triple feature that we were putting together. Uh, what else you got on your list there? I know it gets shit, but I gotta do your thing, cuz. Okay. Little yes. Texas 3D. I. Yeah, that one. It's got Daddario. It's got Ruby Taft, dude. She is just a goddess. <laughs> and I gotta give love to Daddario. That's fair. No, again, I, that's why we 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 do the honorable mentions. Now, yeah. listen, there are a number. No, there's two more. Oh, what else? There's you got? two more. If you have not seen this movie, fucking check it out. It is really, really good. It's the stupidest and worst title ever, but it's one of those ones where it's a great movie saddled by a dumb title that doesn't give it justice. It's, I believe, it's Spanish. Um, the director went on to do a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, I think he. Dennis Villeneuve, I think he's a known, well-known oh, director. Yeah. Pull it up. You got it on the thing. Um, Witching and Bitching, it is a uh, terrible title, but the movie and the practical you alley. You told me about I'm, that before, Yeah, I, I was right. super impressed with Witching and Bitching. In fact, like I'm not saying it's buyer's remorse, but like as I... I want you to see it. If we have a mea culpa episode, I think witching and bitching needs to be on the Alex de la. Yeah, go hit hit this thing again. I think like he did something crazy, like his IMDb. I'm like, no way he did that. Let's see here. Okay, go ahead. He's got awards, Uh, scintillating podcasting here. We've got Dance with the Devil. Let's see here. 
Yeah, he did the last circus. And the last circus is fucking crazy, dude. The ah. last circus is wild. The last circus is like almost like a gritty reboot of Santa Sangre thrown in with crime, with oh, a lot of crime. Oh God. Yes. Okay. And and then he did witching and bitching. There's a practical kaiju witch. It's neat. It's so, neat. Again, that's why we give it some love. And then my last honorable mention, I like zombie movies. I love zombie movies. And as much hate as it gets, I think it's nowhere near as good as the book. And I think that's the problem is people would compare World War Z okay. movie to the book because the book is phenomenal. The, book is but really the movie is not. I mean, not as phenomenal as the book. Well, shit, even the audio book. Right. I think if they would have named it anything else other than World War Z, yeah. then I think we would have been talking Train to Busan levels of cool. But because it was based, the book is so much better. Yeah. It's, it gets a bad rap. Well, if anything, that we've seen uh, a lot of adaptations mm-hmm. in this. Plus, uh, year's again, tournament. this is almost Richard Stanley levels of production shenanigans with World War Z. Everything that went on behind. Yeah, agreed. No, agreed. Now, and honestly, you know, there are still so many films that have come out within the last forty years, and again, every film that comes out is a miracle, and we want to celebrate everyone, but we just don't we have can't. the time. Now, that being said, please start sending in your finished brackets. Let the games begin. All the social medias. And here on Monday, uh, we're going to be releasing, yes, that's right, uh, two episodes a week for this, for this mm-hmm. month. True madness. We're going to double your pleasure. Uh-huh. Double double your fun. Well, double uh, your iffy. Yeah, well, hey, oh, double in the iffy. Uh, but we'll be delving into the first round of 1983. Mm-hmm. A lot is going to be happening. And again, a lot happens this month. I'm... I'm actually I'm really looking forward to this. Me too. This is going to be a blast. This is going to be a lot of fun. So good stuff. Until this Monday, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we'll see you in your dreams. Madness. Madness.